not bullshitting around this time, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> not this time. Reba, what have we done? I was like, Reba, no bullshit. <laughs> Wait, yeah. we gotta introduce it. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. I forgot that's how we start things off. <laughs> Welcome back to the Let's Get That's my my thing. Literally, we just did this three weeks ago. (laughs) Shut up, both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. We are... (laughs) Hold up. Let me finish. I didn't say anything. Kanye, calm down. Let me finish. How dare you? (laughs) First and foremost. It hurts. I know. Okay, this season we are discussing the A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Mass, and today we are starting A Court of Mist and Fury, my fave. Mm-hmm. My fave. I'm going to be really annoying this go around. Yeah, I've claimed this book as my favorite book of all time. I don't know if that's true reading it a second time around, but like, it's a moment. It's a movement. Mm-hmm. We're good with it. Um, And also, I know we only did five episodes for Akatar, but we couldn't do that this time around. No. We quickly realized that was impossible. Yeah, I'm not even I can't I can't even do the notes that Which, well. You look at other podcasts that followed these books and they put a lot less as far as chapters into episodes than we do anyway. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. This and is I mean, a 624 page book. Like, yes. And it's not going to fit. And I episodes. already don't put enough detail in things and too much detail into things. So <sighs> the names that I say. <laughs> <laughs> Me last night watching The Office and just like pounding the keyboard, being like, Peyton, you didn't put this part in. It is so enough. Peyton, how did she get here? How? <laughs> how does she get to There's the one, bathroom? No, there was one part you just like did not finish a sentence and it was like he meant and then that was it <laughs> i don't and doubt I that like, what did he mean? i don't doubt that one bit because that's usually like i went to bed and then i come back the next morning and started writing you notes <laughs> okay so that's the part i'm talking about when i write notes i look at my book i put it down i look at my book i put it down i look <laughs> at my book and you have something else to do i understand i understand but and i'm just like <laughs> And so I guess it was one of those things I thought I'd finished out the sentence because I would because I really like this book. And so it would go like, like I said, I would put the book up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. And then like eventually I'd be like, I'm just going to finish the whole chapter and then write the notes. And I think that's also part of the problem is Mm -hmm. that I would stop and I'd read all the way through. And I put more a lot of time and effort into this book no oh, okay i was about to say I, no <laughs> that's not on you i'm saying i didn't do shit with the akatar chapters oh no those were that's why those were a big hot mess is because i didn't go back and read them you didn't go back and read them because i was like i don't even care about uh, i have current obsessions nobody else does reba had one reba do you want to start off with your one and just let me rant for like 30 minutes i I hope it's not 30 minutes it won't be 30 minutes i mean the only thing i've had an obsession with is stranger things now that i finally watched the last season so finally see i've never gotten into stranger things i just can't i know it's sacrilegious but kids doing i don't know it just feels Force nostalgia, if that makes sense. Like, I've seen so many sci-fi things, and then I've seen, like, the forced 80s things that Netflix does. And I'm sorry, I know that's offensive to y'all, and y'all don't have to share the same opinion. I know I'm only outside. I just, I'm trying to see it from your perspective, but there's, like, a wall. Yeah. 
It's okay. That's okay. I'm yeah. sure there is whenever you talk about things you're excited of, about. And I'm like, don't get it. Okay, well, my first thing I'm going to talk about is sperm donors. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I get it. Um, so, what I've done since last time. So, I watched a documentary called Our Father, which, if you don't know, is about a infertility doctor that, like, was switching out... There's been like okay, yeah. His yeah, patients yeah. uh specimen. So that he they, had millions of children. They don't know how many, but it's pretty high in number. And I just so happened to find this girl on TikTok who's a comedian and she was also talking about she is a donor child. She was supposed to have somebody that looked like her dad and had like the same religion and everything because you know it was the 80s it was weird but turns out uh she was half ashkenazi jewish and it was the infertility doctor's colleague that was in the clinic over and like she was talking about donor rights and donor children i don't know how she said it but those children's rights and so uh yeah look that stuff up and really let it sink in because that is crazy and there's so many of them that don't even know that they're you know uh that just mentality of oh i am going to you know mm-hmm. i mean create a child against the other parents will it's basically it's right it is it, that's what it is yeah yeah yeah, it, I mean, like, and normally I wouldn't talk about this stuff just because, you know, it's a pretty heavy topic, but it's a topic that a lot of people don't know about. And it's one of those that there are ba- there are no federal laws yeah, against yeah. it. So infertility doctors can do it. They're That's over disgusting. They're overpopulating. Yeah, they're overpopulating with their own genetics yeah. into one. It's gonna get weird. Yeah, and I there's mean, it's already there's weird, like but. siblings matching on Tinder, siblings that are getting married and have no idea that they're siblings. Because I mean, freaking dystopian. Yeah, Ew. and like their parents don't. Some, most parents don't tell them, or they think, oh well, you know, yes, I had infertility problems, but don't worry, we used your dad's and we had IVF and all this stuff. And then turns out it's not actually their dad's not really their dad, and they don't they had no clue. Ew. And that's not just like one or two cases, that's like a bunch of places, a bunch of cases because there's no regulation on it. Gross, yeah. So, uh, look up uh, laws in your state. Um, <laughs> look up the laws in your state. So, anyway. I did that, and then I've <laughs> you did that. I watched that documentary. You, part, you uh, looked at the laws in our state. <laughs> looked at the laws in our state. None, by the way. <laughs> of course, Not on that topic. Um, no, surprise. no. Next is I read the audio book. I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. Awesome book, which is weird to say, just because of such heavy material. Yeah. But I think she does a really good job of writing it down and explaining like the mentality of it and you know being a having a stage mom or momager type person in your life and what all upness can go on with that yeah i've heard a lot of people reading that one oh it's so messed up but it's so good and you just like keep wanting mm-hmm. to read or keep wanting to listen like I, I listen to it in two days currently reading listening to memoirs of a geisha which is pretty good um me and my boyfriend are both reading it right now 
been watching a lot of catfish. Back at it. There's always this period where we're like, let's watch some catfish. catfish. Yeah. <laughs> just like for weeks on end last. And then we're like, we're good. We're good. I'm good. And I've also been re-watching Invader Zim because I got Paramount Plus and Ink Master. Like I got Paramount Plus to watch Ink Master because... I can't just watch two seasons of Ink Master. I mm-hmm. need to watch the whole thing. Yeah. So I got that. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, they have Invader Zim on here. Still holds. Still a comedic masterpiece. Highly recommended. <laughs> so I have very little current obsessions, <laughs> um, which is funny because usually I come at you with like five books. Yeah. But um, I read seven books in August, which I started back work and everything. Um, it's been really busy. Mentally, I've been drained. And also, like, nothing I've read is really capturing me. Like, my only five-star book was A Court of Mist and Fury. <laughs> <laughs> How did which I I've know? already read. Yeah, and the last book I read, I guess I just found it, like, on Instagram Explore and was just like, oh, I want to read that. And it was not it. It was mm-hmm. not it. I like I'm telling myself you need to pick up something that you will enjoy uh, just to like and I mean it's okay like I've read 90 books this year I'm good mm-hmm. my goal is 100 it's okay but I want to you know, read more yeah I want to like enjoy what I'm reading and right now I'm rereading The Hating Game which I read last year and really enjoyed but I listened to it on audio and I think that's what's getting me because this book, just like the way the story is told mm-hmm. on, on audio, it's so much better. Already yeah. I know. And I'm not that far into it. And if I remember correctly, I wasn't as into it the first time I read it or listened to it. So, like, that makes sense. But really, I just want to watch the movie. But yeah. I read the book first. I'm also concerned because I'm like, I'm not liking this as much. I've also read a lot of romance since then. That was, like, my first yeah. romance that I read. And as far as TV, I've been watching at least eight episodes of The Office every day. That's a good balance, I think. Most of the time, the same episodes because I've been watching them on Comedy Central and Freeform, and I guess they never stop playing half the time because it just, like, cycles through each week. Yeah, I've noticed that, like, anytime I'm at a hotel or something, like an Airbnb, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, let me find the one channel that always has The Office, and yeah. boom. But the other day, I watched the finale and the pilot back-to-back. That's a wild experience. It is. (laughs) You're like, I don't know if we've grown or regressed. I don't know. (laughs) Well, a little bit of both. Um, There's so much emotion (laughs) from me. Okay, so if you haven't watched The Office, the last episode is like the last day of your high school career. Oh, my gosh. And so every time I watch it, I'm like... (laughs) It's so bittersweet. Like, so much happens. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I also, like, every morning I listen to the Office Ladies podcast. Mm-hmm. So, like, although I, if I'm lucky, an episode will come on that I just listened to. Mm-hmm. So I'll know all the behind the scenes. So it's a fun time for me. I bet. It's a nice little phase. I need to get started on that because, I mean, I've seen every episode. I love the Office Ladies. But anyway, that's all I have. Um, office, The Office will always be tier one in my book. Yeah. As far as comedy goes, like it's that and Invader Zim. Um, <laughs> Are <laughs> okay. we good? Are we ready? I'm good. I'm ready. This? I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. Pumped up. Ready to go. Unfortunately, we have to go back to Akotar for a minute. <laughs> Unfortunately for me. <laughs> 
Okay, so. My disdain for this book. There's so many things in this series that I hate, which is funny, but like there's enough, there's enough pros that outweigh the cons, I guess, for me personally. Okay, so I still say that I like Akatar. It's not my favorite in the series. It's not my least favorite in the series. We'll get into that <laughs> later. I haven't read that one, so it doesn't count. Farah was this human girl who killed a fairy with hate in her heart. A big beast creature takes her away from her home because of a treaty, allegedly. <laughs> that we can say that now. Allegedly. That was to take place. Turns out he needed her to come save his ass. He had to fall in love. And she had to fall in love with him and say, I love you. And it had to be her because it had to be someone who hated the Fae. With a very, you know, specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that works. <laughs> Amarantha really sucks. Yeah. Um, Which is basically half this book. He tells her to leave because he her and then he was like okay, okay goodbye okay back up back up. i'm gonna get to i'm gonna get to your man no, don't worry no we gotta say that oh there's a curse do, no they do fall in love oh they her, do fall in love her and tamlin do fall in love and it's a very like slow 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 but then really fast kind of thing like way too fast way too soon I mean, like getting whiplash a little bit yeah which um, is fun. um we'll discuss more <laughs> about that later the whiplash um, of the whiplash <laughs> This curse happens. Uh, she realizes that something's wrong because one of the bad guys shows up and his name is Reese. Reese Ann. He is what they call Amarantha's whore. He is she, also the High Lord. He is the High Lord. Um, he's, the he's the High Lord of the Night Court. Tamlin's scared of him. Lucian's scared of him. Scary, scary man. Yeah, he's very powerful. The most powerful. He does say that. The most powerful High Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't say I'm the High Lord, but he says I am the he most powerful. Um, Greatest mistaken. That should have been a thought that Feyre got from him. <laughs> he's the. He thinks the, he's the, the High, High Lord. Lord of he's like, oh yeah, I forgot. Anyway, he can read minds, and he asks Feyre what her name is. She gives him the name Claire Better, which is a girl in her village. Tamlin sends her back to her village uh, to save her. And then she finds out that Claire has been, her family has been killed. Claire's she, disappeared. Claire's disappeared. She knows. Oh, like Something went down. So she goes back to Prithian, goes under the mountain. Amarantha, who is the queen of the Fae, queen of Prithian whatever that she just gave herself that title um i mean go her but also she's horrible yeah so not go her not go her she makes a deal she makes a bargain with amarantha that Farah makes a bargain with amarantha Farah makes a bargain with amarantha specificity i know okay anyway Farah makes a deal with amarantha she does two things. She kills the Mittingen worm. Her and Lucian almost die in the other trial because she is she can't read. Reese is helping her out the whole time while still while still uh being Amarantha's yeah. whore. Tamlin's doing f all. Well, like Farah gets injured, and you know Lucian helps her at one point, but then she can't really like trust that he's going to help her again. Yeah, because Lucian's Lucian that out there and he he was beaten severely for helping her in her and first so, child reason shows up and that's whenever the bargain 
That's whenever the bargain is made. They make a bargain that he will take her a week out of every month and he she has to spend time with him during that time mm-hmm. and do, do his bidding or what have you. In return for him helping her. her at that time so mm-hmm. she didn't just die. <laughs> and uh, she, yeah, because her wounds were infected and all that. And she gets a cool arm tattoo out of the deal, yeah. which everyone apparently hates. Anyway, and it's got an eye in the palm. That'll come up later. Yeah. So the third trial and the most up to Feyre is she has to kill innocent Fay. So she stabs two young Fay in the heart. Mm-hmm. And then Tamlin's the one next. And she's like, but I love him. And then she remembers he's got a stone heart. So she stabs him anyway. And then the curse isn't immediately broken. And Amarantha's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> and then Amarantha kills Feyre. Yeah. Amarantha kills Feyre, snaps her neck. But while that's going on, Reese is helping her. Tamlin mm-hmm. is still doing fuck all he's fine, fine. <laughs> i, I know Taylor's fine that's my point he's just sitting there with a knife we know, right, we're just very defensive of our hatred towards this man <laughs> it's not like i like him either i know we want to explain he had a stone heart he was not he was that okay. bad he was okay he could have done something it was like a paper cut he would have survived he did survive Thera dies. Thera dies. For the last. The High Lords all bring her back to life, and she is now a high they fae. They her. A sparkle. Of their powers. Yes. And, and, and Tamlin kills Amarantha. They change all that. Uh, Reese and her have a moment. Thera have a moment. Really weird moment. It's a really weird moment. For him. For him. <laughs> and then they all leave from under the mountain. Thera tells Tamlin, let's go home. The end. So things to remember are the bargain. The bargain. With Reese. All the trauma. All of Feyre's trauma that you were going to just hear all about in this book. It's stuff from the trials. Yeah. All that Understandably, shit. you got trauma. And she's that. getting used to her new body. Will Feyre and Tamlin get their happily ever after? Well, there's many more books, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, and also it's written by Sarah J. Mass, so we'll see. If you know anything about that, you know. You know. But this is the prologue. Maybe I'd always been broken and dark inside. Maybe someone who'd been born whole and good would have put down the ash dagger and embraced death rather than what lay before me. There was blood everywhere. It was an effort to keep grip on the dagger as my blood-soaking hand trembled. As I fractured bit by bit while the sprawled corpse of the high fey youth cooled on the marble floor. I couldn't let go of the blade. Couldn't move from my place before him. Good, Amarantha purred from her throne. Again. There was another ash dagger waiting and another fey kneeling. Female. I knew the words she'd say, the prayer she'd recite. I knew I'd slaughter her as I slaughtered the youth before me. To free them all. To free Tamlin. I would do it. I was the butcher of innocence and the savior of the land. Whenever you're ready, lovely Feyre. Amarantha drawled her deep red hair as bright as the blood on my hands on the marble. Murderer, butcher, monster, liar, deceiver. I didn't know who I meant. The lines between me and the queen had long since blurred. My fingers loosened on the dagger and it clattered to the ground, splattering the spreading pool of blood. Flex splashed onto my worn boots, remnants of a mortal life so far behind me, it might as well have been one of my fevered dreams these last few months. I faced the female waiting for death, that hood sagging over her head, her lithe body steady, braced for the end I was to give her, the sacrifice she had become. 
I reach for the second ash dagger atop a black velvet pillow, its hilt icy in my warm, damp hand. The guards yanked off her hood. I knew the face that stared at me. Knew the blue-gray eyes, the brown gold hair, the full mouth and sharp cheekbones. Knew the ears that had now become delicately arched, the limbs that had been streamlined, limbed with power, any human imperfection smoothed into a subtle, immortal glow. Knew the hollowness, the despair, the corruption that leaked from that face. My hands didn't tremble as I angled the dagger. As I gripped the fine-boned shoulder, gazed into that hated face. My face. And I plunged the ash dagger into my awaiting heart. Damn. Yep. So there's a lot of self-hate happening here. Yeah. Um. The reason we decided, or I decided, we were going to read that prologue is because Basically, that's what goes on in her dreams pretty much mm-hmm. every night. It may change, but that's what she sees. And she, it really just sets up how much she hates herself right now. Yeah. This book is separated into three parts, and the first one is The House of Beasts. Chapter 1. The story opens with Feyre struggling to accept the atrocities she committed under the mountain. She made herself physically sick from the thoughts of what happened and the dreams that came each night. Okay, so... I try not to say it too much throughout, so uh, if this grosses you out, I'm sorry. But she pukes herself. Like, she pukes every single night, mm-hmm. like, thinking of this. Like, it just makes her, yeah. she, it makes her so ill that she, she constantly has up. this nightmare and the PTSD of it all. It had been three months since she had broken the curse and been changed into a high fae. She sat on the bathroom floor after puking after her nightmares. <laughs> Then she looks at the tattoo on her hand, evidence of the fool's bargain with Reese. She wondered why he hadn't come to collect her yet for her end of the deal. The way Farah understood it, no one had ever gone into the night court and come back to talk about it. She walked back into the bedroom, seeing Tamlin sprawl out sleeping on the bed. Tamlin never woke during her nightly ritual. She wasn't sure if he ever even noticed if he did, he didn't say anything. Biggest red flag. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew he had similar dreams each night. When she would reach out to touch him, he shook her hand off, and he was clammy and squirmish. He would wake up often, turning into his beast form and guarding the door. She decided it was easier not to talking to Tamlin about how saving him and these lands had completely broken her in the process. That's her biggest red flag. (laughs) There's so much. I mean, they both clearly have PTSD from this event. Yes. Who wouldn't? Mm -hmm. And they both have different experiences and are handling it different ways. And Mm -hmm. that is exactly what you see throughout this first part. But they both shut down. Yes. I think Farah is more open open to talking about yeah. it, but she doesn't because mm-hmm. she knows that he doesn't want yeah. to. She's quickly realized like, oh, he's... And I feel like part of it is like, I'm not going to talk about it with him because he's gone through it too. Mm-hmm. She needs someone who would understand but didn't go through the exact thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. The fact that he just sleeps. He sleeps through her vomiting every night. Mm-hmm. And she wakes every time that he has like an awful dream and tries to comfort him but and he refuses it yeah but then he wants to be big bad protector after mm-hmm. his dreams instead of being the comforting um 
love of her, mm-hmm. hers, who comforts her. Well, see, he was so attentive in the book, first book. Yeah. He well, was he very- was trying to get with her. Now yeah. he has her. And how's he going to treat her? Yeah. I'm getting way too far into it. But this is going to be me. Most of this. Yep. Yep. Until we get um, But in Tanwin's defense, which I hate to say, but... It's fine. <laughs> I got no, really it is. I got to play devil slash yeah, Tanwin's advocate. I do also shut down. Yeah. That is my process. I don't talk about things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about things. Although, if somebody's clearly going through something next to me, I'm going to be the one that's like, yes. hey, are you okay? What do I need to do? I mean, I had somebody talk to me about something serious today, and yes, I'm terrible at comforting people, and yes, I did just word vomit everywhere and just say the same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. again, but I'm going to try yeah. to be there for them. Part of the issue with that is that this dynamic is because the two of them are in a relationship and you have to make compromises for each other mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship, but he's not willing to put that forth anymore. Well, I mean, if you're in a relationship, a healthy relationship with somebody, you're going to talk about issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all the time. And I mean, like, granted, I'm with probably the most withdrawn person <laughs> ever, but even he... It's been two years, but he still is, like, easing me into things Mm -hmm. that he has going on. Yeah. Um, But he doesn't just, like, if he feels like talking about it, he feels like talking about it. And he wants to help me. Um, Really sweet, random moment. But I'm diabetic. And I was over at his house helping him do something. And then... It, I realized it had been eight hours since I'd eaten and I was lightheaded. And he, like, he does not break any uh, traffic laws. He does not because he's, like, <laughs> terrified of going to prison. It's hilarious. Going to prison. <laughs> yes. He is scared that a cop is going to take him to jail. I'm like, first off. You what are, are you hiding? What are you hiding? You are from a very prominent family. Like, that is not going to happen to you. But he was, like, speeding through town. I'm like, I've never seen him drive that fast before because <laughs> he was worried about me. But, I mean, like, that's what you want. You want somebody that cares enough yeah. to, like, go out and help you any way they can. I just That's my point. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, Tamlin surely knows that she went through some like he saw it. He saw so it. So why is he not trying? Why is he not trying? Why did he not try that's under my, the mountain? That's my point. He trying. didn't try under the mountain. He, he didn't, didn't try, try. <laughs> under the mountain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my brain is trying so hard to dissect this man, but nothing makes sense. Because he I, shit. I was just like stupid at work with Tamlin. I'm like, what is your game, man? I mean, that's why I want like more of him in the future. But <laughs> yeah, I, I want, don't under- I know. I, I, don't under- I don't understand his. I don't understand it because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. He's so attentive. He's so like. If you're gonna be the protective type, you need to f-ing be the protective type. Like, and it's like it just shifts. Like, I mean, he's still the protective type, yeah. I guess, but not in the right way. He was the protective type, kind of in the right way last mm-hmm. time. Not this time. I mean, the only thing I can think of that we don't see necessarily is the the portion of time where he's with Amaranth and she's back with her family. Mm-hmm. Where he has to completely shut down. Maybe we need to go through the script and put that in there. Yeah, like, I feel like understanding his 
mentality with certain situations because he's probably just like okay if i do this then this will be the outcome like very straightforward to him but it makes zero sense to the rest maybe of it's because a he was never supposed to be in a leadership role mm-hmm. that's also probably part of it he's like okay i just follow daddy's orders and that's what happens now he's in a leadership position and because he was never trained to be in a leadership position he doesn't know how to take charge of anything he's supposed to be a yes man now he can't be a yes man it's i mean it's almost like he's trying to make people happy everybody happy everybody happy but he's not it ain't working hon it ain't working but he's not making the most important people happy i can't even say poor baby to this man because i'm just like you idiot yeah because it's not even it's not even actually trying at this point i mean it's not i mean granted he is going through his own thing it is terrifying to him he sometimes that's not always best like you need to you need to realize that um one thing i marked in the book was Vera thinking um which kind of just exemplifies her character right now she says i wished i felt nothing i wish my human heart had been changed along with the rest of me and then later on she said for him i had done this for him i gladly wrecked myself and my immortal soul and now i had eternity to live with it mm-hmm. she did all this for tam man she did she did and how does he repay her all. also what due to something Oh, the fact that he never woke up. I was like, dude, really? <laughs> he might sleep like a bear. He's based off a bear. All right, chapter two. We open with Vera's familiar line, I want to go. She begged Tamlin to go with him to the village, but Tamlin refused. Let me go ahead and save everybody some trouble. Tampon keeps leaving to do things and keeping Vera stuck at the manor. And he's an utter douche about it. He's trying to protect her. And I'm the sorry. Outside elements. It might be a windy day. Amaranthus creatures are still lurking out there. It might rain. Who knows? I don't know what the forecast said, but it might rain. I mean, granted, I do run the spring court and I control, I control the weather. I control the weather, Jackie, except I do. <laughs> Kim. Also, I don't, I didn't know this was a, a official nickname for Tamlin, but I started calling him that because I kept tampon. typing tampon. I can yes. finally start calling him tampon. Okay. I mean, granted, real tampons are more useful, but they're also very toxic too. So it makes sense. <laughs> No. During the disagreement, Farah noticed the huge emerald and gold ring on her finger. Two months had passed since Tamlin proposed, and Farah felt overwhelmed with wedding preparations. She had a break during the winter solstice festivities when she had conveniently forgotten to mention that she was born on that day. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to tell anybody here that it's my birthday. But, like, I don't deserve a birthday. Even in the getting to know you phase. I didn't know her. He didn't know. Does he know her favorite color? No. No. He's probably like, oh, it must be green because my lush fields out there. She's like, and my eyes. She's like, it's black. It's black. It's actually blue, sapphire blue. Um, (laughs) don't know why. Don't know why. Um, but no. Even so, two months ago, she mentioned that it was like the happiest time of her life. That, that he proposed. I found interesting, yeah. So, like during the engagement, she was so happy. Yeah, and so they were still on, on the get to know you. Maybe kinda, he cared about her. 
Maybe. Yeah, we, we left the honeymoon phase. So maybe it was during the honeymoon phase, but he still didn't ask her when her birthday was. I mean, she's human. She would know when her birthday was. <laughs> Just saying. That's one I of the. No, f- I had a kid today who thought today was her birthday, and I was like, your birthday's in June. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with old tampon, and you can tell Is that. Is anyone ever at this point anymore? I'm just like, no. I'm not supposed <laughs> to hate him this much at this point. Like, yes, I did. Okay. Okay, so like, like I liked reading, him. Not knowing anything. <laughs> I wonder. Okay, so I liked Tamlin in the first book. Wasn't like it's my not favorite. Like I talked him up, Rava. I gotta say, yeah, well, I still didn't like him even without I was you. Just in your head, be like, damn, Tamlin. Um, but no, I liked Tamlin at the beginning, and then I started reading this, and I'm like, mm, icky, icky, icky. The whole time, I was like, mm. he, he gives me the ick. Well, he gives also, me the ick. I didn't like him or Farah in the first book, so. They were just too in love for you. It's gross. Being you don't in love. really start like a pharaoh until the end of this book, so. Well, I mean, is she, she whiny? Yeah. Is she whiny? Yes, but she's got a little reason to be. I mean. Reba doesn't give a f*** about her race. <laughs> You're a house Slytherin. I don't know. I don't know much about <laughs> Harry Potter. I don't know if. I, I don't give a if they told you you're a Hufflepuff or whatever no, the hell. she's a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw? No, you're Slytherin. I, there's some Slytherin. You got more Slytherin than I do, shockingly. Shockingly. <laughs> my lowest house. Can you believe? I don't even know Harry I'm Potter. Gryffindor. What the heck? Farrah continued begging him to be able to leave the house, saying she could hunt for the villagers. Tamlin tra- told her it was too dangerous with too dangerous with Amaranthus creatures still out there. Oh, the you know, Amaranthus creatures are all all out there. Don't forget that you captured a cereal. You've killed the Midengard worm, which is a As badass a beast. Don't forget you've done more than I've done, Farah. You've killed Naga. Don't forget that. And but. you did all that while you were human, not as a fae. Honestly, yeah, he didn't do a ton. <gasps> I know what it is. He's jealous. He's jealous. He's jealous. He's jealous of her of her feet. Her feet? What? Her feet. F E A T S. Said the word, but it's a different. <laughs> like she got some pretty feet. <laughs> They're fey now. They're fey feet. <laughs> no calluses. No calluses. No ingrown toenails. Mm. Not anymore. All six toes. Wait. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Okay, so you know the ears are pointed. What are the toes are pointed? <laughs> Ew. It's just the nail. <laughs> I can climb trees better. I dig it. I, I don't only dig too. I, I, don't, I don't dig it. There's gonna there's some creature I'm gonna be like, okay, this is the one with the with the toenails. <laughs> Throw up. <laughs> I can't do feet. Tamlin and Lucian left Farah behind alone. <laughs> alone with her thoughts. Farah mentioned how she couldn't think of painting anymore. When she arrived at the estate, she saw Ianthe. Okay, Peyton. Who's this Ianthe bitch? I'm kidding. She's not a bitch yet. Well, she is. Well, she is. I she thought is. she was one just hearing first about her. Okay. Like, ulterior motives. <laughs> You're like, her ulterior motives. Ulterior motives. Okay. You can if, do not bitch on how we pronounce Ianthe. Okay. Reading it, I say Ianthe. And because, <laughs> because I looked it up. You can say it either two ways. E-anthe or Ianthe. Or not at all. Or not at all. Sorry, I keep playing footsie <laughs> with you. <laughs> um... Anyway, the way you wrote it was Eantha. No, the. The word is the. The. 
We've had this discussion. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> yeah, it was in the parking lot. We were walking to a store. I don't remember what store, but I remember the discussion. <laughs> How long ago was this? Like a year. Oh, okay. It was like... You were like, so-and-so taught me the, and I think that's why it's in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see clearly Wait, now. now the rain is gone. No, I knew that, but I thought the, there were... The rain is gone, not the rain is gone. That's what you sing. Because that's how they say it in the... Because that's how you say it. Well, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> okay. Maybe not. You'll miss me. I will miss you. <laughs> you can come back as a then ghost. I must say she'll be a necromancer and bring you back as a ghost. <laughs> At least you know us. <laughs> At least you know us. The reason she's not brought up in the other book, she, this bitch was hiding. She is from a very prominent high fae family. <laughs> a high priestess. She's a high priestess. We actually get this name from Greek mythology. There's three characters in Greek mythology with this name. It actually means violet flower because of the origin stories of the violet flower. Ianthe. It was a girl. She is beautiful. Blah, 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 blah. Something happens. She turns into a flower. <laughs> That's about how they all go. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like that version. <laughs> every... Every should sell it. Every flower story, that's how it goes in Greek mythology. Blah, blah, blah. Something happens. They turn her into a flower. Rewrites the story, too. <laughs> Rewrites all the blah, myths. Blah, blah, blah. I turned into this. Okay. So there's another one. And it's longer. <laughs> it is longer. It's actually written by Ovid. And it's a sapphic story. Fine. <laughs> but not actually because a person named Iphis fell in love with Ianthe and then um, she was so in love, blah, 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 this and that happened. And Isis, you know, peeping up from Egypt was like, you know what, I'll help you out and turned Iphis into a man and became Ianthe's husband. But probably the most likely situation is from Hades and Persephone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's one of the nymphs that's there when Hades takes Persephone away. <laughs> we didn't even mention the Hades-Persephone thing. We'll get, no, into, we'll that. get into that later. There's no, um, notes on <laughs> no notes whatsoever. Does it talk about like the perception of the priestesses versus like what they're really like? At this point? No. Because Farrah doesn't know. Like, even about how they're not these, like, conservative monk-like mm, beings. It's kind of mentioned. I don't know if it's this chapter or, like... I don't know. Because it, like, sure. talks about how they just, like, have children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they're very sexual. Okay, so they're not they're not vestal virgins. Yeah. Basically is, is what you're saying. Which is kind of what you would think of whenever you're like, oh, a priestess. Like, yeah, no. They're... It's a hedonistic land. Yeah. Hedonistic priestess. get down dirty quite often. Ooh-wee. We gonna get to it. Sorry, my southern come out in that. Oh, wait. We're we back to beautiful creatures. We're back to beautiful creatures now. So, Ianthe, what she looks like. She is blonde, right? Yes. I, I didn't just imagine that. She's blonde. She's beautiful. She's got a crystal or a gem in her head. She's got cloaks on. Yeah, the description of her was all Lord of the Rings to me. Very yeah. Lord of the Rings. Very, it's very elfin. Elfin looking, yeah. That's what I would say. Almost like I have her, I have her in my head. Yeah. Um, She wears lots of jewelry. If I were to fan cast her, 
she would look like Piper CJ. She looks like Piper CJ in my head. Like before I knew who Piper CJ was, she's a TikToker, by the way, and an author. She looked like Piper CJ. So when I saw her, it's like, mm, Ianthe. To back up a second, Feyre arrives at the estate and is with Ianthe, and they start going over wedding preparations. Ianthe inquires if Feyre's family was coming to the wedding. Feyre told her no because she did not want them exposed to Prithian or what she had become. Feyre said to Ianthe, Nesta doesn't like your kind. Ianthe reminded Feyre that she <laughs> was part of their kind too now. Um, and as they're continuing this wedding planning, Ianthe asks about the rose colors. Asking Farah what color does she want the flowers to be, and Farah outright states that she does not want any red roses because she couldn't stand the sight of the color red since, of course, being under the mountain. Yeah, she always associates the color red with blood, and it doesn't matter how little amount of red, like, that's all she mm-hmm. sees is blood. Anthe starts lecturing her on how this wedding was to show the power of the this, this spring court to the world. Farah didn't have any interest in these wedding decisions. Not that it mattered much. Ianthe had planned the whole thing and even decided on a huge over-the-top wedding dress. So she's like the mother of the bride we all hate. Yes. Yep. Feyre hated it, the dress. Even Tamlin laughed at it, but told her to trust Ianthe because she knew what she was doing. Tamlin saw her in her wedding dress. And bad luck, bad luck. And laughed. Um, I'm going to talk about the dress later whenever we see it. Yeah. It's interesting. I think the the laugh is the bigger red flag here. Bigger red flag. Mm -hmm. No, he has a right to laugh. And then it's like, (laughs) and then he's like, trust me, Anthony. And then like, okay, so it's going to come up and I'm going to keep like thinking, I keep thinking of it and I thought of it when I first read this book. I always kind of thought that they were sleeping together. I did too. (gasps) I thought that too. I think the first time reading it, I was like, interesting. I thought I thought she was trying to get with him, yeah. I did, mm-hmm. too. I, I think they are sleeping together. I think they are, too. No I was way. immediately suspicious of her when she entered into this book. So. If only we ever found out. Anyway. <laughs> Sends a massive email to Sarah James. <laughs> Please answer this. I'm going to wait for like a Q&A session. She does and be like, were they or weren't they? <laughs> They were definitely like I don't know just the vibe because he's just like well, oh yeah just around well, at I this mean, point he's yes. been around other ways but I I think <sighs> at this point because of how on the rocks the two of them are even though he is delusional and doesn't think they are that's the thing he's mm-hmm. delusional if he knew then maybe yeah but I I don't think so I yeah. think it's an interesting point to make but I don't think so well it depends on whether he. Because they're, like, not mates. Like, he doesn't consider her, like, mate. They don't yeah. have that bond. Like The mating bond, bond has not uh, snapped into place. Gotta put that out there. Yeah. That, like, are they considered monogamous species, though? Some are, some aren't. Yeah. I mean, they kind of talk about the relationship dynamics throughout this book. Like, as far as finding yeah. your person. Because not everybody has a mate. Yeah. And that's put out there. Evidently, is that one of those rare things that actually happens all the time in this book? Yes. They might not be, but I really, like, get the vibe oh, that they that are. That is very much the vibe. Is that they, they're they sleeping I together. I think maybe Ianthe wants Fair to think something might be happening. I don't think that. I think Ianthe, if, if they're not, she's trying to make Farah feel uncomfortable incompetent to kind of 
push that out into the world. I think it could be both. To things. manipulate her so that Tamlin will sleep with Because really, Ianthe would love to be, like, with a high lord, I'm sure. I was about to say, yeah. I'm pretty sure Ianthe literally wants Feyre's place. Yeah, she does. It makes sense. I mean, I don't think they're sleeping together because I don't think Tamlin would do that not because he's a good person but because he doesn't have the capacity to deal with two women i mean if they're just buddies though mm, i don't think he has that either you don't think so ianthe mentioned how little lucian wants to do with her and let me tell you guys there's a reason am i gonna get into all of it right now absolutely not because at this point Feyre knows nothing, nothing. she just know that lucian's Lucian runs every time Ianthe comes into the room. And, like, Ianthe's, like, really flirty and really touchy with him. And, like, first off, if you see that and a person is coming on way too strong and the other person's running away, I don't know if it's just because... <laughs> Do something. I, yeah. I don't know if it's just because, like, I'm from the younger generation. I mean, we all are where mm-hmm. you're we supposed... We have boundaries. We have boundaries, yeah. whereas the other... are just trying to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Me. you call that it's a little rapey. Um, I mean, a lot. That's a foreshadowing. A lot, yeah. but a little. Eric kind of thinks maybe this is, you know, maybe Lucian has declared he'll never fall in love again or never be with anyone again after losing, you know, his lady before. Oh, no. the hands of his father. No, like, she, she says that to Ianthe, but she doesn't believe it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. She's like. Oh, maybe it's just he doesn't feel... Con- or no, what is it? He's like... She's like, maybe he just is... You're too much woman for him or something. <laughs> like, what are those? What are those, like, compliments that are like... Why is favorite trying with this woman? Like... I don't know. It's her that, only she friend. She you in a hideous wedding dress. You think that's okay? Don't be friends with someone who does that to you. That's like giving your friend a bad bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. Don't be friends with that person. Um... Do you think we'd still be friends if I was like, here, here's you a beautiful... I I would be like, this is part of a joke. (laughs) And it probably is. I would get my way either way. Oh, yeah, because obviously that's that's what's right in this world is you pick your own wedding dress. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. (laughs) No, I like the actually reading the quote from the book instead because it's kind of funnier. Because Vera goes, you know, it's hard for him where females are involved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like maybe lucian's gay but no he had that female lover a long time ago. yeah and i and he's like he sleeps around all the time and he's she's like well maybe he's just afraid of commitment and he knows he'd have to commit well as far as ianthe is concerned lucian knows to sleep with one eye open he only has the one <laughs> And for those of you who what don't else? remember, <laughs> it was like, they won't get it if they haven't read the book. He only it has to one. just for the people that know it was an inside joke. <laughs> anyway, Farrah tries to reassure her it was just too much after the death of his lover. I just said that. Yeah. But Farrah knew this was bullshit and assumed the real reason had to do with Ianthe running away during Amarantha's reign. <laughs> she was like, Lucian doesn't like you because you're a f***ing coward. But yeah. Okay. Ianthe asked if Feyre was excited about the wedding. <laughs> She's like, obviously. Feyre played, <laughs> played with the emerald ring on her left hand, saying it would be the happiest day of her life. She thought back to the day Tamlin proposed, remembering how she couldn't have been happier then. Ianthe glanced at the tattoo on Feyre's left arm, mentioning Feyre wearing gloves on the big day. 
we don't want any presence of resand there, right? Vera mm-hmm. just hoped that person who put the tattoo there had forgotten about her and the deal. Like, months have passed, yeah. and he has not come to fulfill the bargain. It's been, what, three months? Yeah. It's been a hot minute. That night, Tamlin came to bed. They did the nasty, and then he apologized for leaving her behind that morning. Well, let me butter you up with some sex, and then I'll apologize. <laughs> he There's a really interesting Because the only uh, way cycle. they are connecting right now is physically through sex. That is the only way. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they have a relationship right now is through sex. Which yeah. There's a lot of relationships out there like that. So, Which is not healthy. <laughs> no. Vera asked what people would call her when they got married. She didn't know she liked the idea of being called a high lady. Tamlin told her there'd never been a high lady, and they're just consorts. And I said, didn't we already have this discussion in book one? Am I imagining things? We already said there are no high ladies. Maybe she just forgot. <laughs> maybe Sarah forgot while writing, and we just kept it. Probably. Or maybe Sarah wants to emphasize it again. Yeah, I think it's more that. We're like, oh, they're going to have this same conversation so that you remember wink, wink, wink. We're going to get into uh, <laughs> we're gonna get into what SJM forgets that she puts in her <laughs> books. Um, a, a good descriptor, right? A good descriptor. A descriptor. It was in the first one. We'll get into it this time. All right. We're only on chapter three. Right. What part are we stumbling on? Where, where are we at? Like, what? So I'm guessing this is like the next day because, you know, fell yeah. asleep in bed from yeah, sex. Yeah, 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 and yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. yeah, realizing that he must feel I can't. guilty since he's gonna let her out now i can't read my own notes after leaving her behind Farah thought tamlin must have felt guilty she found lucian was waiting for her with horses saddled up to go into the neighboring village she hadn't left the estate in months Farah mentioned lucian lying about falling off his horse earlier a lie covering the fact that he had been attacked by a naga Farah snapped at him about this Lucian stated that Tamlin told him not to tell her the truth to protect her. Gross. Keep in mind, she killed a naga as a human. <laughs> Lucian's <laughs> limping around from it. Like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> she reminded him she wasn't delicate. They should have told her. He said he was just following orders. Farrah brought up Lucian sending her to catch the cereal. Tamlin hadn't told him to do that. He told her he was desperate then, and now the world needed order since they were rebuilding after Amarantha's demise. There's a there's a difference between order and just blindly following the status quo. He doesn't think it's blind. He does only have one eye. Yeah. <laughs> I would just come don't blame him. He only has one eye. He can't see the whole picture, okay? Yeah. This side's not there. It's not there. I'm going to make so many one-eye jokes. We, boy with one eye. I'm reading from the book now. Lucian hissed. You have no idea how hard it is for him to even let you off the estate grounds. He's under more pressure than you realize. I know exactly how much pressure he endures, and I didn't realize I'd become a prisoner. You're not. He clenched his jaw. That's not how it is, and you know it. He didn't have any trouble letting me hunt and wander on my own when I was a mere human, when the borders were far less safe. He didn't care for you the way he does now. 
pause for dramatic effect because I'm pissed off. He didn't care for you then. He just wanted you to save his ass. And after what happened under the mountain, the words changed in my head along with my two tense muscles. He's terrified, terrified of seeing you in his enemy's hands. And they know it too. They know all they have to do to own him would be to get a hold of you. You think I don't know that? But does he honestly expect me to spend the rest of my life in that manner? Overseeing servants and wearing pretty clothes? Lucian watched the every young forest. Isn't that what all human women wish for? A handsome fairy lord to wed and shower them with riches for the rest of their lives? There is so much... Yeah, there's so much there. That's why I wrote that. I, I didn't write it down. Cause so at first, like, you didn't even read the part that I exactly marked, but we did kind of mention it about wanting order and wanting things to kind of go back to how they were supposed to be in order to rebuild, in order to be a stronger force. Mm-hmm. And that's just something I want to note, like, going back to the status quo of how things used to be. Which is a pipe dream. Yes. And... That in comparison to stuff that we see later on with other characters, I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, just like once again, Lucian being very unhelpful, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> always, and just being like, "Oh, Feyre, you don't understand what he goes through. He's my best friend. You don't understand what he goes through. I understand he's your best friend. You're going to defend him, mm-hmm. but like this is his fiance. Like, yeah, and you're just trying to complain, make her complacent. Yes." You're trying to convince her, like, he's doing this for you. You are just adding to... (laughs) Yeah. You're just adding to it. I don't know if you know that you're doing that, Lucian. Honey, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that you're playing into Tamlin's game right now. So, the reason I marked the last little bit in this is because... So, Lucian is telling her, well, you know... Suck it up, buttercup. But also, isn't this what all you women want? (gasps) And so, this is what... All you women? That's your mistake, man. Yeah, seriously. All you human women. Um, But this is the problem with the romance genre and why I don't think Akotar is what everybody likes. Is because it's it's not tropey romance, but it's the basic romance your plots. Your damsel in distress. Yeah, your damsel in distress, locked in the tower, and this is why that ro- romantic ideal is not ideal. Like it's not good. It's not healthy. It's not considering Farah as an equal, even though she fought for their freedom while they did nothing. I was like, doesn't that technically make Tamlin the damsel then? <laughs> yes. And then he's like, oh, I'm your protector now. I'm so big like, and strong. You. He's like, but I got my Do powers now. Do we need to reread the last like 50 pages. Like, he's like, but I got my powers now. I protect. Like, yeah, you're still a weak bitch. <laughs> still a little bitch. <laughs> Tampon. I'll fight you. I will fight you. Go into beast mode. See what happens. <laughs> I'll go into beast mode too. Roar. This is why I can't get liquored up and be anywhere where there's confrontation. It will not end well for me because I will fight anybody. Lucian told Farah about the tithe coming soon. When he didn't explain it, it irritated her because he obviously knew she didn't know it's one of them oh well you're a woman you have to ask me it's a power play and he goes she's like okay what is it so the tithe it is so fun if you're 
the person in charge. Okay, so this is actually a pretty old school kind of thing as far as like kingdoms go. It's where everybody of the lands will bring percentage of their attacks. It's attacks, yeah. but it's only like it's you like, could bring money, but you could bring like animals or, you know, mm-hmm. your goods. And you give a certain amount to your high lord. And if you don't, you gotta pay double next time or will happen. So the you, poor have to pay the rich. The poor. You mm-hmm. pay them to be protected. Yeah, it's yeah. for Tamlin to protect them. But he's not going to do anything if they don't pay. <laughs> <laughs> just sit there. Maybe that was the Feyre. What are you paying him with? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. She wasn't paying her ties. I called a tiv in my head when I was reading it. A that's tiv? because you're not you're not uh you weren't raised in church <laughs> you heard you hear like, about the- i heard about all this in the bible i think <laughs> in the bible i think you hear about the tithes all the time if you watch any televangelist they'll tell you you have oh, to pay geez. your tithes and it'll all creep flow dollar up there <laughs> that is the name of an, a televangelist I went to a handful of times with random people and never heard it so that's because you you went on the wrong sundays <laughs> you went on the wrong sunday <laughs> Back to this pagan book, (laughs) tithing. It's definitely, I mean, it was done in the Bible times. It was done throughout every kingdom, pretty much. But Fair is, like, horrified by this because she sees it as they're still rebuilding. It's still Mm -hmm. poor. And she's been poor. Yeah. She doesn't know what it's like on this side of the castle. No. So she's like, you're going to make these people who, like, already have nothing and mm-hmm. give you what they do have? Mm-hmm. Like, it does not make sense to her. I mean, she does have a point, though. It's literally only been three months. <laughs> it's literally only been three months. These people were in, like, concentration camps, essentially. Well, not everybody can rebuild, like, the Wendy's. Some of us are like the bank right across the road. <laughs> From the Wendy's. <laughs> From the Wendy's. And we're just taking our dear sweet time. We gotta rip out everything, evidently. The roof, I don't know what happened. There was a roof. There's nothing. There anymore. <laughs> to back up, the Wendy's in our town was completely decimated by a fire. The Pizza Hut across it's the like road. February. <laughs> yeah. It burned down. It burned down. The Pizza Hut across the road just went out of business. Not went out of business. They just moved down the road. They downsized. Downsized and moved down the road. Well, Bank was like, okay. I'm on buy up that place. They have ripped everything out of there. It's a literal literal structure right now. It's barely even that at this point. <laughs> which I awful. Which I get it. I mean, do you really like a ditch around it? I get it. Would you really want carpet that smells like pizza? Yes, but no. <laughs> you go in there and be like, this used to be a pizza hut. Did you know that? Pizza anyway. hut. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Some people rebuild fast like the Wendy's, and some people are the pizza hut. Like me internally, I'm the pizza hut maybe the bank doesn't have enough money in order to, <laughs> to when rebuild like fast popping. it's like hey bitch we back we just would get more money than a random ass bank i gotta say all right pharaoh was horrified by the brutality of this lucian went on again about how tamlin only wants to protect her to the high her. lord had made sacrifices he had done his job. What did he sacrifice? <laughs> Who? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Tamlin. He sacrificed. 
He didn't sacrifice anything. This man. He's like, my kingdom. I almost my life. You. My freedom, but he got it my all freedom back. for like two months. It was wild. My face. My skincare routine went in the gutter. He for had sure. a he had a mask on the whole time. <laughs> the tan lines. The tan lines. Tan lines, Tamlin. You know. Tan lines, Tamlin. Tampon. Tan lines. They call him on his back. <laughs> Have you seen the new High Lord's tan lines? <laughs> They're quite awful. Apparently, he spent 50 years with a mask on for some reason. Oh, dear what God. a loser. Seeing all of these elves having just the outline of random mask shapes on their face. Yeah. <laughs> Lucian, why does your face look like it's got a fox sitting on it? Ferris said, I don't want to marry a high lord. I just want to marry him. Lucian, one doesn't exist without the other. He is what he is. He will always, always seek to protect you. Yeah, right. Whether you like it or not, definitely, whether you like it or not, (laughs) talk to him about it. Really talk to him, Farah. You'll figure it out. Don't ask me to pick. But Tamlin doesn't talk. I was like the blind optimism coming from Lucian. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Lucian's just like, Tamlin, come on. He's just got a savior complex. Or maybe he also has the uh, Stockholm syndrome. I mean, yeah. Also, Tamlin has, is his friend. He like saved him. Yeah. Like he feels like he owes something to him. And he, But also he says, don't ask me to pick between you, Farah, mm-hmm. or Tamlin. Like, don't ask me to do that. Mm -hmm. And we'll see throughout the series how that plays out. Yeah. Lucian also mentioned Tamlin's trauma surrounding Feyre's death. And there was some trauma around her death the first time. Then they reached the camp of Lesser Fae trying to rebuild their village. So she's like, Lucian, this is what I was talking Do you see these people? <laughs> Do you think they can give us anything? They're going to give us dirt. Do you want a jar full of dirt? Yeah. Do you? Also should mention how the people in this village would not let her help whatsoever. No, they wouldn't let her help either. So you're like, you saved us, which I understand that, but they're not even telling her that at the house. What movie is it? I keep on getting this scene in my head every time I read something like this, but it was like, it was probably like some Christmas rom-com, but this girl like goes into the village of whatever kingdom. It was probably, uh, what was that princess? movie one of the like netflix christmas the princess switch or whatever i don't know if it was that one or the other one but she like goes and there's these like pigs or something and she's like oh i'm going to save this pig for whatever because the kids were playing with it or something Mm -hmm. and everyone's like like after she declares this Mm -hmm. and they're like oh we were gonna eat that next week like, she took away their food and declared it not to be eaten, mm-hmm. basically. So it kind of reminds me of that, like, do you even go here? Like, that mentality, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Chapter four. High Faye were coming in for the wedding celebration being held within a few days. They all exchanged courtly conversation discussing Feyre's great feats under the mountain as if it was some type of game that had happened. Yeah, they very the much The Hunger did. Games. The freaking Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, they very much did that. One of them looked at her tattoo and asked about Rysen. Rysen. I say rice in my head, okay? It's okay. I was just shell shocked. (laughs) It's fine. You can say that. No, it was just the look on her face. That's why I repeated it. It was because Kaylin went. Like, oh my. That's how I've said it. Like, yeah, I think everybody probably. I think everybody has said it. 
at least once in their head until I was like, oh, Reese. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Ianthi said that they were working on fixing that. Feyre excused herself to her room. She could hear Tamlin and Lucian laughing downstairs with the friends Feyre didn't bother remembering the names of. She then realized she didn't remember the last time she had laughed. That night, she had a nightmare of the spikes crushing her in her second trial. She woke up and tried to calm down. This from the book. A night breeze floated through the open windows, ruffling my hair, drying the cold sweat on me. The dark sky beckoned, the stars so dim and small, like speckles of frost. I just thought that was... Interesting. An interesting description. No, I had another thought. Because isn't in A Court of Thorns and Roses, they actually say A Court of Thorns and Roses, like, in the work, but I never saw where it says... They, no, they don't say a court of thorns and roses. There's a part in the book where she's like, but I'm just a thorn. I'm sorry. I'm only thorns. It was thorns and roses together. But anyway, I remember that. See, but I never- said, no. And honestly, there was one part where I paid attention to the word mist. I never paid attention to the word per- fury. what can i say they're all furries anyway in a few hours she would be married and it would heal the people of this land not a great reason to get married okay they would have their happy ending she would have her happy ending everything would be fine and she would be fine favor wore the ugly outrageous dress she hated so much oh my gosh the dress is literally the dress, Giselle's dress from Enchanted. It is. That's what I pictured. And her when hair, I read that. like she is Giselle. <sighs> Always picture that. She started walking down the aisle when she noticed white rose petals along with red ones scattered across the grass, leading to a grouping of red rose petals at the altar. All she could think of was the blood on the floor when she killed the two young Fae. She panicked. She couldn't make it to the cluster of red petals. She thought, "Help me! Help me! Help!" Save me, please. Save me. Get me out in this. Tamla stood at the front, concerned. Then she heard a crash behind her. She saw wedding guests running away. She turned around to see Reeson straighten his jacket. I'll let you say the line, Caitlin. Hello, Vera, darling. <laughs> y'all. 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 Okay, the first time I read this book, I didn't have a physical copy. I had to read the um, sample of it, mm-hmm. like, on uh, the Kindle app. And that's where it ended. And it ended, like, maybe a little bit after that. But as soon as I got to that part, I was like, I need my hands on this book. But it was during an ice storm, and my book was supposed to be delivered. I've told that story before. But I was a mess. I was a mess. I found a whole PDF of this book while doing research. I but I didn't. Like, it was very easy to find. I don't know why, yeah. how it's not been taken down yet. But recent is there. He is interrupting the wedding. Chapter 5. As quoted from the book, I shouldn't have been surprised, not when Reeson liked to make a spectacle of everything, and found pissing off Tamlin to be an art form. Tamlin, Lucian, and the sentries looked ready to fight, until Reese lifted his hand, and they froze. I am the was backing away, terrified. <laughs> Just picture her being like, okay. don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. I was thinking in Beautiful Creatures when, <laughs> when was Ridley like, runs. Ridley was like, all right, bye. <laughs> I make sure I'd be like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going that way. You don't see me. Reason clicked his tongue when he saw Vera's tattoo covered with a glove. How dare she? How he sees into everything, right? Tamlin threatened him. Reese reminded him of the deal he'd made with Feyre. What a time to enact it right now. Mm-hmm. He turned his attention to Feyre and told her that she could thank him for the three months of freedom he had given her. Tamlin then threatened Reese 
again, I guess, saying, He interrupted their wedding. How dare he? Reese said he thought it was over. <laughs> he smiled at Farrah. <laughs> I thought you were done with this, Farrah. Jeez. Farrah realized that he somehow heard her pleas through the magic of the deal that they made. So he heard her being like, help me, help me, help me. Someone Jim, save, save me. me please, please get please, me please, out please, of this. Please. Help me in this. Like he heard that and he was like, I guess she's talking to me. I gotta go. Got a blast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got a winner. Winner's away. <laughs> He's like, one second. Yeah, he's talking up. to his buddy. This starts with C. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're in a heated discussion about something that's very unimportant. He's like, puts up a finger. I guess. I gotta like, go. Buddy with a C is like, dude, we were in the... <laughs> they're in the middle of, like, pool or something. You're like, dude, <laughs> it was your shot. <laughs> other friend, other friend, come take his place. Reese said he waited long enough, giving her extra time here without enacting their deal. Now it was time. Tamlin tried to bargain, but Reese refused. Stop creating bargains for yourself, people. <laughs> come to make a bargain. Farrah begged Tamlin to save her from the deal. She was terrified of the torture she would endure at the night court. She still don't know what uh, Reese is going to make her do. Tamlin just did the all. If you hurt her. what I don't know what he's going to do. He doesn't do shit. Anyway, nope. He just—he's all bark and no bite. <laughs> he really is. Barry thought he shouldn't be allowed to say that if he was letting her go. This <laughs> maniac. <laughs> this is the part of the series where it is fairly obvious: curse or no curse. Tamlin is a little bitch. Even though we've been calling him a little bitch for the past hour and a half, it's been me in every sort. <laughs> and of I way. wrote this note. <laughs> Reese promised to have Vera back by the end of the week. Then he wrapped his arms around her and whisked her away. <laughs> Big old wedding dress and all. I just always forget the gigantic wedding dress is yeah. involved with all of this. Because it's totally not what she wears normally. During this moment, Vera decided she hated him with every fiber of her being. Even though he was saving her. Because <laughs> it's oh. f***ing Vera. <laughs> She's like, Ugh. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. no. no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Vera encountered the most beautiful place she'd ever seen. Reese said, Welcome to the night court. They stood on a building built on a mountain, open to the outside elements. Once Vera gathered her bearings, she went off on Reese, who said he missed that look on her face. <laughs> he loves it when she goes off on him. Like, oh, I miss this. I miss us. <laughs> this thing we got, this dynamic. Don't you mess it, Vera. Don't you mess it. He told her, you're welcome for answering her when she needed saving. She said she didn't ask for him to save her, but recent insisted he heard her through the bond begging. She denied it, even though she already established that what it was she asked what he wanted from her and he told her he wanted her to say thank you and after that to take off that hideous dress that made her look like a doe-eyed damsel tamlin and ianthe wanted her to be she said he didn't know anything about her relationship with tamlin reese asked if tamlin knew how she couldn't bear the look to look at certain colors or all the nightmares she had or how she puked her guts up every night they were told him to stay out of her mind and he told her do the same. He was tired of being woken in the middle of the night to her puking. How he didn't appreciate her sending everything down the bond so that he had a front row seat. Um, we get it, we get it, we get it. She's got a freaking eye on her hand. Where have those hands been, Pharaoh? Where have they been? Let's just say he's seen a lot of Tamlin. <laughs> he's seen a lot. He never wanted to. She wouldn't give him the satisfaction of asking what he meant by quote-unquote bond. She called him a name 
he calmed down for a bit. <laughs> like, it was so funny because, like, he's pissed at this point. And then, like... She bites back a little bit. And he's like, ah, there we are. Yeah, like, she calls him a bastard or something. He's like, ah, I missed prick. you. She likes calling people pricks. Yeah, oh, yeah, prick. And he's like, oh, I feel better now. He told her to go rest up and gave directions to her room. She asked if it was a dungeon. He told her it wasn't, and no one would harm her while she was here. His words, you are not a prisoner, Farah. And as I said, we've definitely heard the same phrasing from Mr. Tamlin before in Akatar. Mm-hmm. Whenever he brought Farah into the spring court into Prithian, he was like, oh, you're free to roam. You're not a prisoner here. My man's. Not my which, man's, not my man's, not which, my man's. Which she was free to roam I know, man. I was like, he actually yeah. meant it then. Yeah. <laughs> Reese explained his court dwelled under the mountain while he lived up here, so they wouldn't bother her. She asked about the other subjects. He told her they were free to roam just like she was. She again said she wanted to go home. He told her she was free to thank him anytime. As he walked away... Farrah yanked off a slipper and threw it at his head. Yeah, I love this moment. I do too. Pissed, Reese turned around, watching her with the other slipper, and said, I dare you. She threw it. He caught that one, that one, and disintegrated it. Interesting, Reese commented. Oh my gosh. She debated punching him. But decided against it. <laughs> She's like, I'm at his house. And then he left. Outside the room, she heard a woman say, well, that went well. And Reese snarled. When Farah arrived at her room, she saw it wasn't a dungeon, but instead open to the outside with mountains around it. It was stunning. She yanked off the wretched wedding dress, treading it for some garments uncharacteristic for her usual attire. Very night court. Okay, so I want to go ahead and speak about the attire. It's very, it gives off very Arabian That's exactly what I was vibes. Thinking. Like there's one that's I just imagine like the billowy, like mm-hmm. crop top mm-hmm. sleeves. Yeah. Like very Princess Jasmine colors. The next morning she was woken by the twin handmaidens who had waited on her under the mountain. This time their faces were visible. They told her to bathe and get dressed for breakfast. Enjoying her bath, she was tempted to stay in it all day. She felt the same tug she had felt when they were under the mountain. She cursed Reese and quickly got out of the bath. When she reached the breakfast table, she told him she was not a dog to be summoned. Reese looked at her up, head to toe frowned at something in distaste, and told her he didn't want her to get lost. Noting the bright morning, she assumed it would always be dark in the night court. Reese explained that it was a solar court and they couldn't alter the sun's path like the seasons could stay the same in the seasonal courts. Then he noted that she lost weight. If you have a grandma... I had a great grandma that would either say, well, you've fallen away some or you've fleshened up some anytime she's seen <laughs> you. Nice way to say it. <laughs> fallen away or you fleshened up. I wish Reese would use those words. That'd be funny. <laughs> be an old Southern woman. Having <laughs> his tea with the cereal. <laughs> with the cereal. No, because he can't talk to him. <laughs> She told him he shouldn't be surprised since he can see into her mind. He said he only invades occasionally, but he can't help it when she sends things down the bond. Oh, is she sending down the scenes of her having sex with Tamlin? Definitely. <laughs> is he like picking at me like, no, no, no. That's the real question, isn't it? 
She asked how the bond works. Explain this, page 56. Okay, so I'm so glad that somebody, either me or somebody else, put in the page numbers to this one because uh, I don't remember exactly what all we know right now. She asked how it works and re-sipped his tea. (laughs) I told you! Think of the bargain bond as a bridge between us, and at either end is a door to our respective minds. A shield, my innate talents allow me to slip through the mental shields of anyone I wish, with or without that bridge, unless they're very, very strong, or have trained extensively to keep those shields tight. As a human, the gates to your mind were flung open for me to stroll through. As Faye... A little shrug. Sometimes you unwillingly have a shield up. Sometimes when you're, when emotion seems to be running strong, that shield vanishes. And sometimes when those shields are open, you might as well be standing at the gates to your mind, shouting your thoughts across the bridge to me. Sometimes I hear them. Sometimes I don't. She asks how often he ruffles through her mind. And he says, When I can't tell if your nightmares are real threats or or imagined. When you're about to be married and you silently beg anyone to help you. Only when you drop your mental shields and unknowingly blast those things down the bridge. And answer your question before you ask yes. Even with your shields up, I could get through them if I wish. You could train, though. Learn how to shield against someone like me, even with the bond bridging our minds and my own abilities. She asks him what he wants from her, and he says, for this week, I want you to read. The fact that, like, whenever Tamlin sees that she's hurting or anything, if he ever does, like, he doesn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Whenever Reese gets a glimpse of, you know, whatever she's going through, he makes a point to, like talk back basically or like go back into it dig deeper uh-huh. to figure out what exactly is going on he's trying he's trying in his own way with his own motives uh-huh. he's trying with his own motives um and i saw a few things one that vera mentioned how when she got to the spring court she told tamlin and ianthe that the wedding wasn't going to happen anytime soon she mm-hmm. kind of talks about or she thinks about whether or not they saw her hesitate walking down the aisle. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not she would ever be ready. If she would be ready whenever the mating bond snapped into place. If she would finally feel worthy of him, which I was like, that's a word to use. Yeah. Worthy of him. Okay, that's a choice. But it's really because she's self-deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm not worthy of anything. I'm not worthy of having a birthday, evidently. Chapter 6. Pharaoh remembered Reese mocking her illiteracy under the mountain. Well, while they were under the mountain, because under the mountain is a title. She told him no thank you to reading lessons with him. I wouldn't want to learn from someone who bullies me either. He said since she was going to be a high lord's wife, she would have to learn how to write letters, maybe speeches, and then he started listing ridiculous housewife tasks that Tamlin and Ianthe could make her do. (laughs) He also decided she could work on both reading and mental shields at the same time. She told him he was not going to teach that to her. He asked her how else she would spend her time. She wasn't going to paint. She asked him why it even mattered to him and while they were arguing Feyre realized she had folded her fork in on itself interesting (laughs) interesting again I'd be like would you stop saying that what's so interesting she said that in the book all right Feyre I am Feyre we know that yeah she asked him what he meant by that 
Because he also said it last night. Oh. I'm slow, just like Faye. <laughs> he wondered if anyone had told her she was stronger than most high Faye. He pointed out she had been changed by seven high lords, and he, if he were her, he would want to see what other powers he had received from them. She told him she didn't get any powers and she wasn't learning anything from him. And he asked her why and said he thought that they had gotten past this hatred under the mountain. She said, don't get me started on what you did to me under the mountain. Uh, she has a point. I understand because I've read all of it. But she has a point. She does have a point. And then Reese gets upset. This pissed Reese off and he was about to go off on her when he realized they had company. He put his usual smirk on his face when a woman walked in. Raul, Feyre thought Reese was the most beautiful male she had ever seen. This woman was the most beautiful female she had seen. More. The Morrigan herself. Go on. <laughs> it says describe more. Oh, okay. Go I, was, I was waiting. Y'all don't even want to do some of it. Y'all just. <laughs> I don't I mean, remember anything more else. More is like a bombshell. Like. Blonde bombshell. Yeah. She's hot. She's she knows a it too. Badass warrior bitch. Yeah. Very friendly. Very nice. Alice was more like. Like Alice from Twilight was more like sultry. A warrior. Yeah. Princess. Actually, they kind of downgraded the Morrigan from the original because she is a goddess, a Celtic goddess and queen. What are you saying? This more is a queen too. Yeah, but this one's more of a badass bitch. Um, she's very prominent in Celtic Irish mythology. Uh, she is tied to the Puka. She's called the Phantom Queen Morgan. She's a shapeshifter in the original. She's associated with war, death, and destiny. Um, her name roughly translates into the Phantom Queen. Um, she's a goddess of death. Um, she can also be called the Great Queen Goddess. The Queen of the Triple Goddesses. She has a boyfriend in one thing, which okay. is interesting. Uh, I'm not going to read a story just because it's going to take me too long to find one that I like. But there is one titled The Old, the old Woman, The Morgan Celtic Goddess, and The Cow. Good title. Yeah. It gives you everything you need. Yeah. All the characters All involved. All the characters involved. The cow. The cow. <laughs> Guess but who yeah, it is in the story. Morgan's, you know... A hottie. She's a hottie with a body. She's a badass bitch. Um, she's, she's hot and she fights. Yeah. She's not like Chrissy. Like, she's very friendly, as we said, but mm-hmm. also, you know, gets what she tries and gets what she wants, I guess. Love her. Mm-hmm. People hate her, and I'll get into that later, but like in the fandom. Yeah. People don't like her. Wild. Mm-hmm. She's not my fave, shockingly. Shockingly, she's too nice to be her fave. Death goddess, high fave, same thing. Reese introduced her as his cousin, Morrigan, or more. And he introduced Farah as beautiful, charming, and (laughs) open-minded. And it pisses her off. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, Farah debated throwing her tea in his face. Moore greeted her warmly and told her she was glad she came along to stop their arguing, but it would be good for Reese to to be put in his place. Reese seemed irritated when he told Moore she seemed perky. That was such a weird, like, thing to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, Moore, you're awfully perky today. She was probably drinking the night before. That seems to be a thing when she's yeah. really perky. It's like everybody else is hungover around her. <laughs> she drinks heavily and, like, she'll go out and drink heavily with everybody. And she's just like, da-da-da-da-da the day well, after. Okay. They're like, I hate my life. Her reasons for being a perky person and also a heavy drinker, um, take those into account with her character. We'll get more into it. 
Moore told him she was excited to finally have company. Vera realized Moore was a person who meant everything they said and that hers was the voice she heard last night. Vera stated she didn't see Moore under the mountain. And when Moore went to explain where she was at the time, Reese cut her off. Moore says way too much in this moment. She says names of people that we don't know yet, that Mm -hmm. Vera doesn't know yet. Mm -hmm. She starts saying the name of a place... That we don't know about yet. And Reese is like, we're not there yet. We don't trust this woman yet. More. I told you about this. We talked about this. Reese asked Farah if she had eaten enough. It was time for their first lesson. She questioned why he wouldn't just get her a tutor. He joked, saying he liked seeing her squirm. When Farah asked why he wanted to teach her, Reese said he didn't like the psychopaths of the Supreme Court, making her feel like she was lesser. And maybe he did like seeing her squirm. During her lesson, Farah read out the first few words slowly and tried to sound out the words you look absolutely <laughs> she struggled with the last word and could only get the first three letters d-e-l delicious reese purred out the word <laughs> vera voiced her annoyance with them gosh also there's some hard words for someone who says i can't read he mentally told her she did look delicious and the clothes of the night court suited her okay can it's just a pet peeve of mine, but I hate the fact people call other people delicious. I'm like, you're not going to eat them, are you? I find it hilarious. Like, I'll say it when I'm being funny about a person that's not real, but it just skeeves me out. I mean, I think he's doing that intentionally, too. Yeah, he he's is. trying to get to her. Mm-hmm. So, then he invaded her mind, and she couldn't move. He told her that anyone with mental abilities could do this if she left her shields down. And she needed to push him out of her mind. It took her a bit of time, but she pushed him out. He congratulated her and told her she would be reading within two months. She thought of how permanent it sounded and how she didn't want to be tied to the deal to him for that long. She told him she didn't think that after what she did under the mountain that she owed him anything. He said, I'm not your enemy. That becomes a phrase that we see quite often. Mm-hmm. But they were reminded him that Tamlin said Reese was their, was their enemy, and everyone was in the same boat. Reese wasn't exactly doing anything to make them think otherwise. And I mean, yeah, true, true. She's just going based off of what she knows. Mm-hmm. Reese asked her if she had ever told them, yeah, told them what he had done to her under the mountain. She said she didn't like to discuss what happened under the mountain. Clearly, we know this. We know this. Reese told her it was easier for her to let, just let them coddle her. So once again, he is antagonizing, trying uh-huh. to get, rile her up. She disagreed, but he told her that she'd been dressed up and wrapped up like a present for Tamlin in her wedding dress, I guess. Mm-hmm. Vera said, so? And she saw Reese flicker with rage. Reese told her that they will keep her suffocated there in the Spring Court Palace, especially after she was pushing out airs and how he can't wait to see what Ianthe does with them. Vera pointed out that he didn't hold a very high opinion of her. Something cold came across his face as he agreed with her. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I know, but like, in the moment, you're like, what is What's this, going what on? What is this man's deal? <laughs> he told her to practice writing while raising and lowering her mental shield until he got back. Then he left her alone. When he came back, he praised her efforts and told her he might get a good night's sleep soon if she could keep her mental shields up. Reese led her somewhere, but Pharaoh was too tired to ask where. Then they arrived in a room with a large map, a Prithian, and Highburn. Everything was marked in detail except for the night court. 
It was completely blank, not even a mountain range. Reese asked her about the wall coming down and talked of her family being close to it. If they were lucky, they would flee for the continent before the wall came down. Beira asked why it would even come down, and Reese told her rather ominously, War is coming. coming. Dun dun dun. And that's the end of the chapter. That's where we're ending it today, this long-ass episode. There's so much more that's going to happen. There's a lot. a lot more. This next one. Oh, y'all wait for it. Wait for it. It's a lot. It's a lot. We've got like 500 more chapters to talk about. 500 500 more chapters. It feels like it. 500 more pages to talk about. So, yeah, that wraps it up for today. Um, Remember to follow us on Instagram. And we'll see you next time with more Akamaf. Bye. Okay, but if I know I say (laughs) what I say, and I mean what I say, but also I've kind of you know assimilated to the rest of the fandom.